Hey, my loves. This is just a quick little trigger warning. We are going to discuss some sensitive matters revolving around suicide talk. So please just be aware if you need to pause, leave the room, put in headphones. back to our podcast we are the babbling sisters i'm nelly and i'm steph hello steph hi (laughs) today we're talking about suicide awareness as you guys know september is suicide awareness month so we figured we would touch on the matter just ever so slightly um first things first let's just put it out there if you are feeling suicidal or have suicidal thoughts, need someone to talk to, there's definitely help. Just text 988. You can even call. Um, yep. But I know for me, texting is so much easier. Oh, man. I was just thinking especially if it... like when you don't know what to say or it's just a whole lot of things bubbling up, sometimes it's hard to verbalize, mm-hmm. but you can write things out easier, right? So I'm, I'm glad that it's evolved to be able to text. Me too. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah, if it ever. was there when I was younger, that would have been, I, I would never would have called, like, no. Talk right. to someone, no. Right. <laughs> what? You want me to use words? <laughs> you must be crazy. Uh, so my loves um this is a very serious topic uh but i also want to try to keep it light um and informative you know i don't i don't want to suicide can be very daunting uh very scary and especially when we don't understand it right because unless you've had suicidal thoughts um then you can't understand. And people automatically assume that suicidal thoughts mean that they're about to go kill themselves right then and there and there's nothing you can do. Um, But in actuality, uh, them verbalizing that they're having suicidal thoughts is a cry for help and a very good sign that they'll be okay. Yeah. Um, It's the, the ones that are very quiet that you see disengaged and pulling back from everyone uh, that are more of an immediate crisis concern. Um, But not everyone who has suicidal thoughts need to go to the hospital, need to be in a hospital. I am a firm believer that yes, they need professional help at some point, but you have to also assess the crisis, right? We're not professionals by any means. No, no, no. We have dealt with uh, suicide, suicidal thoughts, uh, I've known people that have attempted. I've known people that have succeeded. Um, I myself, younger, have attempted. Same. You know? So uh, we're speaking from a place of our experience and not professional. And like I said, everyone at some point in time needs the professional help, yeah. but it's not always an immediate crisis. Um, one thing I'll definitely say is one thing I've noticed that has helped, like even myself um, and friends is 
when you're in that mind frame, like you feel like that's the only solution, right? Like everything just seems overwhelming. So for people that don't understand and have never had suicidal thoughts or maybe never even spoke to someone that has been in that mind frame, at that moment in time, everything just seems like it's doom. No, you can't see the good. You're dissociated from the present. You're living in whatever situation is going on. You can't see past it to be able to look at the future. So you're like, that's it. Um, I've heard from a friend who told me that they felt like people would be better off without them. Um, And I would say, you know, doing research and speaking to people who have attempted and who have not succeeded and are still here, they say the one thing that either stopped their attempt um, or made them reach out like, hey, I just took a a whole bunch of pills, um, was the fact that they then associated the person who reached out to them. They didn't want them to find them. Um, They didn't want to hurt them. They thought about it after. because they, in that moment, the person doesn't realize the negative impact it's gonna have on anyone. Like, they're like, oh, everyone will be fine. They'll right. be much better without me. I'm the problem. Right, exactly. You know? So, honestly, like, being there and telling someone, like, hey, I love you. Hey, I support you. Hey, I know stuff is going on, but I need you here. And making them feel in the moment and feel present is what's most important. Like, you have to ground them in a sense you know like yeah. and it easily could just be like hey i'm thinking about you Simple what's going that. on yeah. you know um i literally had a friend tell me like i reached out to him and was like hey well you crossed my mind i'm thinking about you like we should meet up and he was like you you saved my life because he felt like no one cared yeah you know you you get into that mind frame where it's just like Nobody gives a fuck about me. I'm better off dead. Mm-hmm. And that's not the case. But people are so busy in their day-to-day right. that they tend to not see the people who are drifting to that. It's you hard. I mean? Especially if there's some people like myself who go in and out of wanting to have social interactions. So there might be sometimes when I'm, like, reaching out and chatting every day and sending funny stuff, and then there's other times where you're not going to hear from me for days to weeks, some people even months. Like, yeah. so it's hard. And if you're not, you know, just reach out every now and then. If you think about them, just reach out. Just say, hey. That's a, you have to know the person as well, right? right? So, like, for you, like... That wouldn't be like a huge thing to me. Right. Well, I mean, I, I live next door, so you can't you can't avoid. <laughs> I can't me. avoid you. Um, <laughs> Not anymore. But like, <laughs> right. But like when I live far away, like that wasn't like a huge flag. Right. You know what I mean? Now, if I heard a tone change in your voice, I'd be like, "What's up? What's wrong with you?" Right. You know, that's that's knowing the person. But you know, I really wanna I really wanna stress the point that if someone is going to like so there's a difference between someone who's having suicidal thoughts and someone who is absolutely going to attempt to take their life there's there's different right. levels absolutely and i think as a society we tend not to talk about suicide no. just like any mental health always, issues yeah 
Yeah, it's always like, oh, yo, don't don't even think about it. Don't even talk about it. No, you absolutely have to talk about it. And you have to feel comfortable and confident enough to ask. Like, if, if you know someone is depressed, ask them, hey, are you suicidal? Are you having suicidal thoughts? And if they tell you yes, ask them, like, what are you, what are you thinking? Like, what's your plan? Do you have a plan? Do you have a time frame? See where they're because at. Because that's yeah. going to show you how deep of a crisis they are like some people will say nah i don't have a plan i don't have a time frame i'm just thinking about it that just shows you that yes they need help but it's not an immediate crisis if they have a plan and they have a time pick up the phone and call you for a while but when they come back down and come out of that they'll understand because you absolutely love them and you had to save their life and get them the help but I would say feel empowered to ask the question. You know, more often than not, we don't want to ask the question, and that's where you come into the problem, right? That's where you come and you start blaming yourself, like, oh, I could have prevented it if I only would have asked, or, you know, I could have did more. But in all honesty, you can't. If a person is to that point, there's nothing you can say or do that is going to stop them. That's when they need professional help. And I, I feel like as you know, family members and friends of someone who has committed suicide, you feel a tremendous amount of guilt mm-hmm. and you always put it on yourself like, oh, well, if I would have just did this, if I would have just said that, if I would have, if I would have, should have, could have, would is until you're depressed in, in a, a mental crisis because mm-hmm. you then take it upon yourself. But there's absolutely like you can't put it on yourself you like sometimes like I said I I know I shared before I had a friend who I was on FaceTime with for almost an hour talking to him and he seemed very distant and he wasn't himself he wasn't his bubbly self but he was also doing a lot work and school and I'm like all right he's just exhausted and after that immediately after we got off the phone he attempted to take his own life and he hit me up weeks later and told me, like, I don't want you to be mad at me. But after we got off our call, I tried to kill myself. And I was like, oh, my God. And I, I took it. I had to take a step back and be like, what did I miss? The signs like I, that I made excuses for. But it wasn't my fault because he showed me what he wanted to show me. Right. He told me what he wanted to told me. And I loved him. And I took it at face value. And I said, OK, you know, you just tired. I get it. We all get tired. You know, right. you can't blame You're not going to be able to catch everything. You have to give yourself Even some some patience and grace. Know. Right. You know, and I, I think that's one of the things, you know, that supporters of people who have suicidal issues uh, and mental health issues, like, we struggle with because we're like, oh, my God, I should have known. I should have saw it. But there's so many different signs and so many different levels to it. Right. Depression is a trippy fully. thing, man. <laughs> and that's why I say yeah. ask the fucking question. Yeah. Reach, you know I mean? reach out to your friends. Do mental health check-ins. We've said this before. Like, Even if you don't think that they're necessarily in a crisis at one point or another, we all deal with it. So every now yeah. and then, just check in with your friends and your loved ones and say, hey, mental health check. How are you doing? What's going on? You know? Like just, just like, just basic, just simple. Like you don't have to be thinking that they're necessarily in a crisis. We can, any one of us can be in a crisis at any moment. Any, any moment. one thing can trigger any one of us. Mm-hmm. 
and that's it. So just every now yeah. and then, check in with your family and your friends. Yeah. Check in on those that you care about. I think, and also, you know, don't don't take it so much upon yourself that it's your yeah. burden. No, you, yeah, it's right? not. It's definitely not. Um, you know, do what you can. If someone says to you um, that they're having issues, then be there for them. Uh, most of the time, even just sitting there, you don't even have to talk half the time. Just being present and, like I said, grounding them in that moment, letting them know that they are loved um, just by you taking your time and being there can change the whole world. Sometimes just sitting you know, with them like is a, all they need. Yeah. Like, they don't even necessarily yeah. need to talk. Sometimes just sitting with someone it's and knowing cool. someone's there for them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I will say in a quote that has always stuck with me since I was young Um, Someone once told me that suicide is a permanent solution to a temporary problem. And when you are in that moment, you don't think that the problem is temporary. And being able to let someone know this is going to pass, even though it feels like it's not, uh, will definitely be huge. You know? Absolutely. Uh, I feel like since we were younger, like, things have changed. Like... There's a lot of help for people, um, like the text that I said earlier. Yeah. Um, they have a chat. They have a hotline. Uh, I'm gonna. The one for us is nine eight eight. I just wanted to say it again, and I am gonna have a list for it because I know we have viewers and listeners in in other parts of the world. I'll have a list um, that I found Please, that has all the numbers. Watching? Huh? Watching me on video, like Donnell, what are you doing? I keep sliding out of my chair. <laughs> It's my sweatpants that I have on, guys. They're slippery. My my butt. I keep sliding. (laughs) But I will have a list of all the numbers. And most of them now are, you can text, you can call. They have all those options. Um, You know, and if you're in that moment and you're in the, I don't want to live, uh, reach out to someone if you if you can like reach out to a friend reach out to a loved one that you know is not going to judge you or you know and it, it's so hard because everyone processes it differently right mental health is processed differently from everyone and I know that there are some of our family members who would be like oh stop being fucking crazy like cut the shit like that's ridiculous off, yeah. mm-hmm. um, and then there are other ones who be like what do you need I'll sit with you. Do you need something? You want some food? Like, there are those that understand, Mm -hmm. you know? But this isn't something you can pray away. This isn't something you can just, oh, say, get the fuck over it. Like, you're being crazy. Like, it's not, it's not that easy. Okay? (laughs) It's not. Um, What I'll say from someone who I've known, people that have... Um, succeeded in committing suicide Um, one that I was close to one that I wasn't that close to but I hung out with him a lot Um, it's difficult right so it's difficult as the surviving party is what I call it Um, to know that this person left and to know that it could have been prevented um, and being unsure of what I could have done to change the outcome. Um, It's a lot on 
the families. Yeah. It's, I've you, seen their families go through so much. That's and true. Like, it, the person in the moment doesn't realize it. And I feel like if we talked about that more and, you know, the families talked about it more of what I would feel like or what I would do if you ever left, because they, they don't see that, right? So I feel like you need to be very honest in that moment of a, if you killed yourself, I would fucking die. There'd be no coming back from that. Like I, yeah. I wouldn't be the same. Like a whole piece of me would be gone. And I feel like that's something you need to say mm. because they don't, they don't feel that though. You no, know what I mean? Like, it's I know not what a, you're it's saying. Not a, I'm trying to guilt trip you. I know what you're saying. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a slippery <laughs> like, it de- I guess it depends on the person too, like yeah. how they would respond to that. But yeah, I understand what you're trying to say. I get it. Yeah. No, I, I would definitely say it. <laughs> if you leave me, I'm going to fucking die. Like, don't leave me. Like, because they don't feel like their death is going to be an impact. That's right. a huge thing. It's true. And if you talk to, like, any suicide um, attempt survivor, like, they would say, like, I didn't realize how much it, it would put on my family. I didn't realize how much people would care. Right. I thought that if I was to be gone, I'd be out of sight, out of mind. Nobody would care. They'd go on about their day-to-day life. But it leaves a huge fucking void in a lot of people, and mm-hmm. they don't realize it. It's true. You know, and, I, like, I, after my friend's attempt, like, I started, like, looking into it and, like, listening to videos of survivors. And that was, like, a, one of the big things that they said. Like, just somebody letting me know that they care and that they would miss me changed my mind. Yeah. And I, I'd be like, bitch, I fucking miss you. Don't you do this shit to me. Kick your ass. You die, I'm going to come back and kill you myself. <laughs> like, don't do that shit to me. You know, like, it's just, I'm joking. I wouldn't be that rude. I mean, I might. Depends on who it is. <laughs> I mean, if it, if it was you, yeah. Yeah. I'd, I'd threaten to kill you myself. Don't you ever fucking do that shit to me, bitch. We'll come get you. You're the only reason I didn't do it. (laughs) You were the reason I stopped when I was younger, so. See? Because I'm just fucking amazing. No, the the thought of uh, you finding me and or leaving you with with her was was what made me stop. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I'm glad. I'm happy. You know, and it's, it's funny because I say, like, I'm happy you fucking failed. Yeah. You know, and that that's one of the things that I, I'm happy people fail at. I'm mm. genuinely happy that you're still here. I'm genuinely happy that you fucking failed. Like, every single life matters. Every single one. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, I, I, a lot of people feel like they're alone or they're made to feel like they're crazy. Right. And that they're the only ones who are feeling this way. I guarantee more of the population than not is feeling the same exact way True. at any given time. There's so many stress factors and so many things that are put on people and just life in general that it can just seem so very overwhelming. And if you don't have an outlet or you don't have a support system, it's even worse. Yep. You know? And I mean, there are a lot of places in this country even the U.S. that like mental health is not taking serious. It's mm-hmm. not. It's not treated as 
a health issue. Right. I'm hoping it feels like there's been a slight shift in that, and yeah. I'm 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 hoping. I have I, I'm I mean it's going to take a, a long time, um, but I'm hoping that people, especially I know um, with my kids, like their generations, uh, Gen Z and Gen uh, Alpha. Like they like them and their friends, they seem to be a lot more open and communicative with each other about feelings and how people are and and all that. Like they just seem to be more open in general. So I'm I'm hoping that we're gonna be seeing that shift within the next few decades of more people being yeah. more sympathetic to it and allowing right. people to have that space to be able to talk about it. I honestly I feel like things are talked about a lot more than it was when we were younger. Mm -hmm. Like you, it, it was not talked about. Mm -mm. It was it's extremely taboo to discuss it. Um, it was covered up a lot. You know, even when people did commit suicide, it was covered up right. as oh, it was an accident. Oh, it was this. So oh, it was that. Mm -hmm. um, so I guarantee you, a lot more people committed suicide than we realized. It just wasn't talked about right. because is crazy right mm -hmm. <laughs> and having those thoughts is crazy like you you need to be locked up and locked away and it's just now I feel like things are a lot more understood and like you said I mean like even the younger generation and even our generation yeah changing the narrative and saying like nah that's no let's well we're raising them too so I think that 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 right. you know so <laughs> Yeah. this shit let's have an open conversation like have you ever thought about this like have you ever thought about that like just being very open and understanding and not judgmental is fucking huge and changing the narrative of we don't discuss this right to oh yes we do we we we're gonna talk about it yeah you know I'm a firm believer of being very direct and very open with everything. Mm -hmm. Even Sky, she's four years old, and I'm like, no, this is this is how it is. Let's discuss this. Yeah. Your four-year-old brain may not fully understand, but something will click along the lines if we right. keep having these conversations as you absolutely, grow up. absolutely normalize the shit. That's what that's you know that's what needs to happen. Um. I feel like women speak about it more than men. Yeah, that and goes we down. We always yeah. talk about the fact of, you know, down the pipeline, the trickle effect of mm -hmm. men are taught to suck it the fuck up, yep. right? You're not a man if you show any signs of weakness. Yeah. They're allowed uh, to feel one feeling, and that feeling is anger. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's crazy. It, mm -hmm. it honestly bothers me. It bothers mm -hmm. me a whole lot. Um, and I tell all the men in my life that um, for me, for you to show emotion, for you to cry, right. um, that is to me the biggest show of a man right. that anyone could ever have to be able to be vulnerable and open mm -hmm. and discuss your feelings yep. and show that you have some type of emotion yeah. and feeling. We know they have them. They definitely anger. have them. Yeah. But they're, they're used to only presenting them through anger. <laughs> so right. they need to they need to do some inner work, figure out what they're feeling. I know I needed to, that, that was my biggest thing. I never knew what I was feeling. Like if people asked me, how are you feeling? Like 
I literally do not know. Like, I don't know what it was that was bothering me. I don't know if I was feeling angry or upset about something or even happy sometimes. Like, I did not know. I had to sit back and go through, like, what am I feeling? Why am I feeling it? Like, what is this? So do that. Do that in a work. Sit down for a second and be like, what is this? Like, and the more you do it in your head, the more you're going to become comfortable with it and to be right. able to express it to others. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's a good point because I, I feel like when you're just going through the motions, like, oh, I'm feeling anxiety. I don't know why. But if mm-hmm. you really stop for a second, you'd right. be like, oh, hold on. It was this. Right. Or, you know, There's usually a trigger. I mean, some people yeah. have general anxiety. Sometimes I'm just anxious for what I, I just woke up that way. For no reason. <laughs> That's the way we're going to be today. Yeah. <laughs> but usually but also, there's a trigger. <laughs> right. It's also understanding that and giving yourself um, some leeway and some time and being like, be patient. patient with yourself. Yes. You know, give yourself like some grace and just pardon yourself for a second like we all we all need that we all need a moment to you know ground ourselves and have like a silent moment but also like there are times where i'm just like okay i need to be around somebody Mm -hmm. even if we're not talking like just sit here oh hey let's watch a show watch a movie listen to some music hang out whatever like you know yeah i'm down for whatever I always say music you listen to if you're a person like me though okay it's true very careful try to put on some feel-good stuff um (laughs) um, i know i've said this before and i'm gonna continue saying it forever treat yourself like you would your best friend like yeah be patient with yourself you're not gonna talk like an asshole to your best friend you're not gonna degrade your best friend you're not gonna be like sometimes well yeah but that depends on your relationship with your best friend and how i mean if they need (laughs) but just treat yourself like you would your best friend be kind to yourself be patient with yourself give yourself some leeway like you would if if you had a child if you have a child treat yourself the way you would your child understanding compassionate loving and if you don't have a child think about how you treat like a godchild or a niece or nephew or even a puppy, if you love puppies. Yep. Just something be, just that you absolutely nice to yourself. love and cherish and adore. <laughs> yeah. Treat yourself like you would treat that. If we it's a comic book, like and a love affair. Yeah. Treat yourself like a comic book. <laughs> be so you kind. Open the pages slowly. Don't rip them. Yep. Be gentle. And for the love of <laughs> God, do not dog air them. Don't do it. Oh my god, it drives me crazy. I, I don't even know what that means. The bending the pages to mark where you are. Oh. Okay. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, what she said. Don't bend your pages, okay? <laughs> Whatever she said. It drives me cuckoo. Um, there are a bunch of different signs. Some of the, like, the telltale signs of someone who's just disengaged, not being who they normally are for a long period of time. Like we all need to disengage once Mm -hmm. in a while, right? But if you notice a difference in someone, don't be afraid to ask them like, hey, are you okay? 
And if they tell you, like, eh, you know, I'm just feeling a little bit whatever, like, if, if you have a reason to question that they might be having suicidal thoughts, ask the question. Just ask the question, because I'd rather, you, like, if it was staff, I'd, I'd rather be like, hey, are you having suicidal thoughts? I'd rather she get offended and, like, annoyed that I would even ask that question versus me not asking and then right. her going and doing something. Yep. You know, I'd, I'd rather offend you in that moment. Like, bitch, I'll offend you. Like, how dare you ask? Why do you think <laughs> I would feel that way? Like, all right, cool. Glad, glad we're here. Glad we're having that conversation. We have that understanding. You know? <laughs> like, but I, I honestly, I, I think that we need to ask the question more. Um, and you might be surprised with the answer. And like I said, just because a person does have suicidal thoughts doesn't mean that it's a crisis situation. You have to take each situation and each person into account. You know, I've had friends who have had suicidal thoughts and we've talked about it and they're like, all right, cool, I feel so much better. Or, okay, well, you know, the urge is no longer there. Like that's, you have to assess the situation. You have to say, okay, so you're having these thoughts. Do you have urges to do something? Do you have your plan already? Like, those are major things to ask, you know? And it can be very scary and you feel like, I'm not equipped to, I don't know what to do when they answer these questions. But if it ever comes to that point and they're saying like, yeah, this is what I'm gonna do, 911, immediately. Let them be mad at you. They'll get over it. Absolutely get over it. And if they don't get over it, at least your conscience is clear and your heart is clear and you know you did what you had to do for the person that you care about and love. Yep. Period, poo. But I guarantee you when they come out on the other side, they will oh, be yeah. grateful for it. Oh yeah. They're gonna be angry as fuck and they're gonna say some mean shit to you through that ride. But once they come out on the other side, it'll be a whole different story. Mm -hmm. It know? does always get better. I know that seems like cliche now, but it really, it really does. It like you give it some time, and it it does get better. It really does. Yeah, I I think that's one thing. Like if anyone listening or watching has struggled or is struggling that you know just know you're not alone I, it seems like you're alone but you're really not uh, there's someone else that's going through the same thing there's someone that cares um, I truly genuinely care for everyone even people I don't know Thanks. like I care about you your life matters I want you here even if I've never talked to you before I got love for you in this big old juicy heart of mine <laughs> okay like I genuinely feel people's energy and love. And even like I said, like, even if I don't know you, like I feel your energy when I come in contact with you. Uh, it's something special. You know, I, I, I feel like people don't realize that their, their place on this earth is meaningful. Absolutely. And we take it for granted a lot, damn it, a lot. Um, we have to cherish each moment and live in the moment. And people who mm -hmm. are suicidal are not living in the moment. Right. They're living in a moment 
but not the present one. Correct. And you gotta get them back into this one. Yep. That's what I say. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's reel it in. It's true. Reel it in. It's Come true. sit with me for a minute. Um, I sit with you. Sit down. I might be goofy. I might annoy the fuck out of you, but I'm here. Yep. <laughs> um, but honestly, like even just you know watching uh, a podcast or listening to you know different podcasts can help you out too. Like so. If you feel like you're alone, like get on, get online and interact with people. Um, if you don't have anyone around you physically, like during the pandemic, VR was like a huge outlet yep. for our whole group. Like we have a group of friends that we play with and um, everyone struggled with their own situation throughout the pandemic. And it was very difficult and hard being away from people and feeling, you know, disassociated and disengaged from life in general mm -hmm. and being able to get on into this virtual world, not be judged, be yourself. Right. We've met some amazing people. Thanks. And just doing stuff like that can help you out mentally, like get on there and find, find your people. Yep, they're out there. We're out there. Everyone's got their people. And it's so easy to find people now. Whereas before, like before the internet and before all that, you were, you know, you were compacted to whoever was in your neighborhood or whoever was around you. And now, I mean, you can make besties with someone completely ar around the world. It's it's crazy. Crazy. I was chatting with a dude from Wales last night. <laughs> Yeah. I got friends in the UK. I got friends in <laughs> Australia. Like, it's it's yeah. so cool. <laughs> just put yourself out there and just know you're meant to be there in that space and time. And your feelings are valid, um, whether they be far-fetched, to the left, to the right, going in circles. Uh, they're valid for a reason. You're feeling that way for a reason. Mm -hmm. But it's gonna pass, and that's that's something that you really just gotta keep in mind. It all passes. Yep. Do basic things. Absolutely. Take a shower. Grab some food. Grab some water if you can't grab food. Like sometimes you know, a shower just makes you feel so much better. It changes everything. And that can be the hardest thing for someone who's depressed, or for someone who is like in that moment of like suicidal thoughts and like a whirlwind, like. Getting up and taking a shower mm -hmm. can be the world of a difference. Like you just feel different. Yep. And not because you washed your ass, <laughs> but because you just stand in there in that moment and just feel the water hitting you. Yep. It's very calming and very cleansing. Water for me is very cleansing. I mean, if you have a water phobia, then a shower might not be right for you. You might want to find something yeah. else. Go stick your feet in the sand or in the grass and wiggle your toes and just feel something other than what you're feeling in your head. You've got to get out of your mental feels and feel something physically. Yep. It's true. But do, just doing a couple little things, so it really, my voice went, just doing a couple little things will really, it, it just, little, little things. Put on deodorant if you can't do the shower, you know? like. 
if you're not there yet. Like spray perfume or yeah. body spray. Like the the scents and like smells and visual effects of things can really take you out of an element. People don't realize like that stuff around you, like getting a whiff of a smell of something can like make your mood change. Absolutely. Smell is huge. You know, yeah. and that, yeah, that's why like um, a lot of people like look into it. Essential oils stuff is big on essential oils, but even in hospitals for healing, they've started, you know, having people walk around with a bunch of different essential oils and having you smell them and giving you, you know, little pieces of fabric that have the oil on them to smell because smell really does change your mental. It really does. It really has a huge effect on it. Um, it could be calming, it can be uplifting. There's so many different things that can happen. And that's why I say like, you ever like walk past the kitchen and you like smell it, a pie or cookies and you're like, ooh, oh, that made me feel so good. Mm -hmm. Like it really just changes Absolutely. your whole mental. So getting yourself out of whatever stale environment you're in, just changing the smell for a minute, going outside, fresh air, unless you have allergies, that might not be that great of an idea. <laughs> so don't don't be like, Donna, you told me to go outside and sniff and now I'm sneezing. Don't blame me. If you got allergies, don't step outside. Spray something <laughs> in your house. You're not putting that on me, okay? I'm just giving examples here, people. You gotta yeah. take it for what works for you, damn it. So do something like that, okay? <laughs> like, just change the smell. That's huge. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. There's so many small things that can change your whole mental state. And that's why it's so fragile and people don't realize how fragile the mental state is and how easy it could be manipulated and changed. To do that, bring something, smell good to your friends. Sniff this, bitch. Sniff <laughs> it. But in all serious guys, like, I love to joke around and everything, but it's, it's very serious. And if you're struggling or you know someone's struggling, um, just Google suicide prevention. All the help that you need will come up. Google in your area because in specific states and even specific cities, there are organizations that can help, outreach programs that can help, um, different things, you know we're not always as humans equipped to be able to help as we want to right and sometimes we need the help too you know as someone who's a friend or a loved one of someone who's struggling we need to get help mm -hmm. we need to say how the fuck can i get through this too like it's it's daunting on all parties involved and don't for one second think that you know if you have a family member that has attempted suicide that you're going to be okay mentally because you're going to need the help while they're getting their help, you need to get the help as well. Absolutely. Because it's a very traumatic experience, whether we realize it or not. Mm -hmm. um, and you're going to be constantly in fear in the back of your mind of, is this going to happen again? When is it going to happen again? It's like a ticking time bomb. You need to, you need to yeah. also know, too, that you can only control so much. Like, you can only control Absolutely. yourself. So you cannot control other people's feelings or thoughts or actions or any of those things. Mm -hmm. So you need to, like, it's like with the airplane. They always tell you to put the oxygen mask on you first. Take care of you. Make sure you're good, because otherwise you cannot help others. 
So get that help. If like, if even if it's a family member that's in crisis, you you're going to need that help too. You're going to need someone to lean on. Absolutely. Agreed. I agree. Yep. So moral of today's story, AKA podcast, AKA love session is be gentle with yourself, be gentle with everyone else, be kind, be loving, and really just know that it's not your fault. There's nothing that you did or can do that's going to change any outcome. Um, this will say things that will make you want to pull away, and that's that's their whole purpose, right? They want to isolate uh, and yeah disengage and isolate and get away from people who care because they don't want that guilt on their mind for when they do what they're going to do um so don't get angry don't take it personal uh stick it out stick through it and say "Uh uh-uh nah bitch i ain't going nowhere i'm right here i'm right here no matter what you say or do i'm right here i love you i'm not going uh but also be kind to yourself and be graceful to yourself because there's only so much you can do. There's only so much you can take and no one to get help. Don't take it all on yourself. Like I loved to take everything on myself. I love to be the fixer of all. I was always that person to everyone came to me like, hey, can I talk? And it got so much on me that I got sunk into that dark place. And I was so busy helping everyone else that I couldn't even stand up on my own two feet. Yeah. Gotta put you that know? oxygen mask on first, baby. Yeah. Right. You gotta take care of yourself and then you can help who you can help, but know your limitations and know when to get outside help. Okay. So we are gonna have some links. We're gonna have some information. Um, on different stuff to be able to look at, uh, informational things, just about suicide prevention itself, uh, some basic signs to look for. Um, And again, ask the question, ask the question, are you suicidal? Do you have a plan? When do you plan on doing it? That's going to give you clear indications of how deep the crisis is and if you need to get immediate medical help for that person. Okay, but be gentle with yourselves, guys. Know that each one of you are loved tremendously, especially by us. We love y'all. Every single one. Even if you haven't interacted and you're just watching or listening for the first time, you're fucking loved, damn it. You're loved, okay? I love y'all. And on that note, if you or a loved one needs help, go get it. Just get it. There's so many resources at our fingertips now. Um, and we want you here. We all have a purpose in this life. And life is short. You got to take it day by day. And ending your own life, um, it's, not, it's not benefiting you or anyone else. You may feel like it is, but again say it again suicide is a permanent solution to a temporary problem and it's all temporary no matter how daunting it feels no matter how long it's been going on um 
you're never going to get out of that until you get the true help that you need mm -hmm. because it's going to continue. That's just what trauma does. Yep. You get stuck in that trauma mindset. It's a trauma loop. Yeah. It's never ending until you get the help. So with that, my loves, be gentle and kind to yourself. Until next time, we're thinking of you. We love you. Be kind to yourself. Fuck everybody else, you know. Fuck everybody else. Mentally be kind to yourself. Love yourself, but love everyone else as well. Because we all need it. Just remember, it's all a bunch of BS. Bye! Shakalaka. Um, I really kept sliding <laughs> into the chair. These pants are slippery, bitch. Where was Owen? Maybe you, you need to put a leaning? towel down now. Yeah. Maybe you need to put a towel down next time you wear those ones. So it doesn't slide as much or something. I don't know. For some friction. Be naked. Be naked, naked on the bottom and then you're gonna be my cold. butt and thighs poking into the chair. But then you're gonna be cold. Oh, I can't be sliding. I was sliding. You know, you know how bad I was sliding? My elbow, I'm over here holding myself in place. I got my my leg planted, my knee is cramped. Oh. Stay right here, bitch, because I can't I can't just be keep going and scooting back up. See, I, I sliding already. Crazy. I feel it. You know, you feel that little slow. <laughs> Can you stop it, please, booty? Um, my booty's big. My booty should just suction to the damn chair, no matter what the pants are. Did you want to record a quick trigger warning that I can plop into the front of it? Oh. Because yeah, I don't I think we that. really said, tr like, trigger warning when we started. We just kind of jumped into it. So I want to throw a trigger warning on the front just to... You don't even need yeah. to just, just be like, hey, this is a sensitive subject, whatever, blah, blah, blah. You don't need to do your whole sure. intro or whatever. Why not? Duh. Duh. Okay. You want me to do it now? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. You're still recording. <laughs> yep. You recorded all my, my booty juice. Yeah, that's going on the end of the episode. <laughs> that's great. Yep. Yeah, of course. Of course it is. Of course. Why wouldn't it? <laughs> Boom. Boom, like <coughs> away. My booty sliding out of my chair. <laughs> you ever feel like you're on a ride? You know, the gravity is just pulling you when you're on those rides and you're just like, slide. <laughs> you just see me slowly slide it down through the podcast. Where's she going? No one knows. Oh, you know. I'll be back. Bye <laughs> 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 <My> bad. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna have to put the snort in there now too, okay? <laughs> <laughs>